Welcome everybody to SNME's February Free Week, where all the shows on the network are free. Well, this next one is uh, AEWTF. Yeah, it's a monthly show that looks back on the entire month in AEW, focusing on storylines, big matches, and overall news. The show is hosted by Dark Side of the Elite. Dark Side of the Elite. <laughs> Which is compromised of Evergreen, Matt Roberts, Randy Charpentier, and Uncle Bobby B. The boys also touch on the worldwide web aspects of AEW, where they discuss wrestling vlogs, Twitch streams, and popular videos in general. As well as Uncle Bobby B's rundown of the month, which encapsulates the best and worst things of AEW. The worst things of AEW. Like that's even a thing. Plus, every episode contains an interview with a multitude of guests spanning across the entire wrestling industry. You'll be sure to enjoy their funny take on AEW, as well as learn some interesting facts for the month. And you can sign up to the Patreon at SundayNightsMainEvent.com. It's like a dollar a week or something like that. Dollar a week. These cheap bastards. You're gonna work for a dollar a week? You crazy. Yeah. The following program may contain language. Discretion is advised. Quickly, north south position. 69 me done. 69 me save me. The Dark Side of the Elite, and you are listening to A.E. What the f***? Hey everybody, it's Randy, and this is A.E.W.T.F., and we're all together now. I'm here today with Eric Reed. All together now. Oh, all together now. That's my first thought. <laughs> as soon as Matt, you said Matt it. Matt Roberts here. Matt Roberts here, yeah. That brings us back to the Chevy's music video we did. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, hey, it's Uncle Bobby B. How's Bobby it going? B. In the flesh, here in person with us. So we got the fourth member of AWTF here with us. Yeah, Ooh. so we are all together and welcome to Sunday night's main event free week here on the network. If you're not a Patreon, go to patreon.com forward slash SNME to become one. But a lot of good shows this week. A pleather. Of many, many, many. A pleather. A pleather. Like pleather. Word pleather? of the day. Yeah, I'm trying to use a different word. Plethora. Plethora. <laughs> I was like, oh, if we're, I got, we're doing here, here I was all impressed. It's like, oh, wow. It's not even the right word. <laughs> we, call, we call that faux leather. Feel like shorts you right But a whole bunch of shows, a whole bunch of new shows coming in as well. Everybody's still laughing at me. <laughs> It's all right. It's going to be on your tombstone. It's just to loosen the boys up for the start of the show. We're going to get a good laugh off the top. It's going to be on your tombstone. It's going to see he had a plethora of good ideas. Again, Sunday night main event, free feed week. Yeah, definitely go listen to all the new shows. A lot of AEW shows, new shows, Godfathers of Podcasting, Steve Swift, AEW. I guess I can announce it now. We're going to have an MMA show. Oh, surprise, no surprise. Ooh. It's going to come up out on Saturday as you well. You got Joe Rogan. No. Oh. But close. <laughs> Thank God. Ariel Hawani. No. But close. He is an actor. George St. Pierre. No. George. He's not an actor. Yeah, he was in the Expendables, wasn't he? 
Yeah, he was. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but how's everybody's month? I guess I haven't really talked to you guys that much yeah. as often. Yeah, yeah. I'm good. We actually, uh, me and Matt, just finished recording uh, the first episode of my new show. Looking back on it, uh, where we talk about you know. What did we do for the first episode? Was it Toxicity? Toxicity, System of a Down. I had a blast doing that show with you. Uh, Cole Hardy was on with us from the band Nightwell, and it was a lot of fun. Great record. Oh, yeah, Yeah, it was fantastic. Good choice for the the inaugural show. (laughs) We had too many good things to say about it. That's the problem. (laughs) What have you been up to, man? (laughs) Oh, doing that with you. uh, Like I I mentioned on that show, I was on CFRE Radio. It's uh, UTM, University of Toronto's radio station there with my buddy Darren Flower. He's Wrap It Up, Rock It Up Radio, a show he's done for 10 years. I used to co-host it with them when the show first started in like 2011. So went back there and said what up to him and was on there for about an hour with him. Just checked back in and... Seeing, seeing uh, how he was doing, and we did a 90s episode. So it's been a lot of uh, podcasting on the mic this week. So with you and with him and now doing this with you guys. So it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. Wow. What yeah, about yeah, you, yeah. Bobby? Uh, let's see. I've been doing some podcasting of my own with yeah. uh, Matt Grant, setting the standard on the SNME network. Uh, of course, with my friend George Mackay from Straight Talk Wrestling, we do MLW Rewind. And, soon to uh, be on the SNME yeah, network. Yeah, soon to be on the yes. SNME network. <laughs> oh, let's see. I played about five or six shows with my band, The Dominion, and uh, actually wrestled a match this month. Hey. Yeah, tell us about that. I saw the picture of you in the ring there. How, how oh, was yeah. that experience? Uh, I have a lot more respect for what these guys and gals do <laughs> in the ring because, man, I uh, took an enziguri. I got knocked out, but I uh, woke up when I hit the ground. Oh, uh, it was it was an experience. Let's I'll, I'll say it was it was definitely a high point of my adult life. Uh, yeah, if anyone ever says your wrestling's fake, you'll let them know what's fake about it. Right? <laughs> oh yeah, even just like hitting the ropes sucks. I've heard that like when you first start running the ropes, like your whole back and ribs get all bruised up and everything like that. You know what? Go look at a wrestler after an indie show. A lot of them will still have like red marks and welts from where they hit the ropes. It right. they it sucks. Running the ropes and jumping off the top rope is still on my bucket list. So one day I got I got to get in there and do that. <laughs> we'll I don't think I'll ever be. I don't know if I'll be allowed in the ring. <laughs> and I was there watching Bobby too, and uh, other listeners, actually other people that listen to the show as well. Gimpy was there as well. But, Bobby, you did great. Um, Your entrance was absolutely incredible, too. What was your entrance music? uh, I used music from uh, the Street Fighter V soundtrack. Yeah, (laughs) it was one of, like, the I think it was the UAE stage. Uh, But I I, I was saying, like, I pretty much, I checked off the indie wrestler checklist. Like, I went long on my entrance. I got kicked (laughs) in the head. uh, And I got my gear done by E. Lucha. So, pretty much, yeah, that's the three check marks. There you go. And Gimpy, too. Gimpy was in that match. It was fun. It was a good little event with Brendan there. And uh, a lot of good guys that we haven't seen, I guess, in the area. Right? Yeah. uh, Brendan Holden Albright threw a great show in terms of he had people from all over the place. Detroit, Quebec. uh, Got to see some new people. Got to see people we don't see up here often, like Black Quebecois, Jeremy Prophet, and uh, uh, Carl Jepsen who are just amazing. We got to see Violence is Forever, Kevin Koo, Dominic Greeny. That was fantastic. So, you know, shout out to Holden and Go Hard Pro for running a show in Brampton. It was great. I was really, really, really impressed with those uh, the Violence guys. So they were really, really good. I enjoyed them very much. And they were the first match, too, well, I guess. For yeah, the- they were the VI. And I'm, I'm familiar with them because they were in MLW for, for a while. So I uh, got to watch them work over there. So, yeah, it was cool to see them in the flesh. That's great. Well, congratulations on that, Bobby. Why, thank you, sir. So I guess, should we start talking about this month in AEW? Let's do it. This is AEWTF. 
Oh, yeah, that's what we do here. <laughs> <laughs> What the fuck is going on? With Matt Roberts. All right, fellas, for the month of January in the world of AEW, uh, I, I think we'd be remiss, though, if we didn't uh, say rest in peace to Jay Briscoe off the top here because we haven't been together to talk about wrestling since uh, the news happened. So um, I guess I'll, I have one little story of Jay Briscoe. It's nothing big or whatever, but I thought, I thought I'd share it. Maybe if you guys want to give like kind of any thought or comment at all on jay before we move on here uh i was at the ted reeve ring of honor show and this was probably like 2000 and i don't know 15 or 16 somewhere in that range and uh it was out back of the arena if anyone's been to ted reeve shows in toronto there's like a baseball diamond out back and i was just hanging out there before the show and uh jay walked by and i just kind of gave him a nod and said what up champ and he gave me like knuckles on the way by so that was my one little brief interaction i ever had with jay briscoe and uh it was actually uh, absolutely heartbreaking to hear the news when that hit, as I'm sure it was for everybody in the wrestling community. And uh, I just wanted to give my condolences to his family, his kids, his brother, and, and everyone affected by his uh, tragic passing. But uh, Briscoes were absolute badass tag team, uh, two of the best to ever do it. And uh, they really were ROH. Like, they were in the very first Ring of Honor match ever, right? And, like, those tag titles should almost just be retired with them being the last ones to hold it, right? I've heard a lot of people saying that. Yeah, yeah. With, with the Briscoes and Jay, like, it's really, really sad. I know you guys know that, uh, like, they're in the top three of my tag teams ever. When AEW started, I said, imagine the Briscoes when everything happened. And the Bucks said that they were the team, them and the Lucha Brothers, that they, yeah. right from day one, wanted to have them in, to have those three brothers tag teams together. And it's just really sad that whatever it was, Warner Brothers, TNT, or TBS, that whole network, just refused to relent until they finally did and let Mark wrestle on Dynamite like a week or so ago, right? Yeah, yeah. When you go into the, the YouTube theaters, uh, Masterpiece, you know what I'm saying. YouTube theater, yeah. YouTube you theater. Got her. You got her the first time. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll talk a little more about uh, um, a Mark segment that I watched that I want everybody to see. But um, Mark being in is definitely good. Again, back with the Briscoes, though. Um, ROH, whatever it may be, they were tag team specialists. They were respected. Everybody respected them. Yeah, mistakes happen. Did people forgive them? Yes. With a lot of yeah. other people, they wouldn't, right? But with them, they, everybody did. Well, <clears throat> you guys are going to regret having me on here now because I'm going to talk too much. Uh, I, I can tell you for a fact that after that whole incident, Jay went to, like, Ian Riccoboni and, and said, like, you know, help me. I, I want to learn. I want to understand. And uh, there's a lot of people who he worked with, say, for example, Effie, who if they genuinely thought he had that kind of attitude – at, still at this time they, they wouldn't have worked together uh so you you gotta understand the capacity for people to change right. and grow and learn and it was 10 years ago and it doesn't make it right what he said but he tried his best to amend for that going forward so uh it, it was nice that they had mark on there at the very least well, one thing sure. i've always heard about something like this where like if you someone makes a mistake everyone makes mistakes but you have to show receipts, like put in the work to show that you or want to change or like um, ask for forgiveness. And But he, he put in the work to show that, hey, I'm not just, you. Uh, it's not lip service. I'm just saying sorry and hoping everyone forgives and moves on. Everything I've heard is that he actually put in the work and had the receipts to show 
that hey, I I want to atone for my mistake and and show everybody that like I'm not like that anymore and like I was ignorant and like really put in the work to try to better myself and do what's right. And first of all, like he was a family man. He always said it too. He's a family man first. His family, his brother, everybody around him, his church. That's all he cared about. Then it was wrestling, right? And he was very lucky in those worlds to have a lot of people that loved him, um, that still do. Even with his uh, daughters, we're hearing good news every single day. Um, I get updates on uh, uh, Twitter. Uh, there's a family friend that does updates every single day talking about the kids and so on and so forth. And even the, uh, the family of the other person that was in the car, the lady who was in the other car. Yeah. They're thinking of absolutely everybody in this situation, Mark especially, right? And it's an unfortunate situation, but there has... I hate saying like there has been a lot of good come out of it, but there's a lot of love that's come out of it as well that we haven't seen before, which is absolutely incredible. Yeah. Eric? Yeah. I mean, it's just an absolutely tragic thing to happen, uh, period. I think that I, I agree. I agree with the fact that maybe they should be the last people to hold that, hold those titles. <laughs> you know what I mean? Let's, let's do a rebrand on it. Let's, let's let, let's let the, his honor live on forever. Uh, yeah, you know what I mean, they're synonymous with her, right? Yeah, of course. And I mean, yeah. how many times have they been Ring of Honor tag team champions? Oh my God. <laughs> you know what I mean? Thirteen, like, isn't it? Thirteen, something yeah, like that. Yeah. Say, I think it's got to be in Ric Flair territory yeah. for a number of titles. Yeah, 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 yeah like I can't right? think of of many reasons to like retire an active title like that, let alone a, a tag team championship. But I, I think this is if there's a reason to do it. This, this is the. Yeah. This so is like, it. It's almost just like start the tag division fresh from here on. Yeah, right? you can make new titles or whatever, but just like stay starting fresh from here on out or whatever. Right. Yeah, yeah. You see what they do or whatever, but like that, that would be like kind of a, a feel good. I know we're talking a lot about tag team too, but Jay was like the ROH heavyweight champion. Yeah. champion. Yeah. And yeah. imagine when Jericho had that belt um, and doing the defense like against Dalton Castle and everybody that he mm. did. That J- him and Jay would have went at it. Well, that's oh, why yeah, that Jay, Lethal, great one. Jay Lethal was a great choice for Mark's right. opponent because Briscoe and Lethal had like a great feud over that title, Sweet. right? Which that was, ugh, man, that match was was a banger. And yeah. like by the end of that episode, I was like in tears. Yeah, yeah, really emotional, really emotional. Mark kept it so together. Where Jay, Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, Jay, you could see the the total uh, hurt, I guess you can say, in his face during like. From the beginning As to the, the match end. was starting, yeah. yeah, he was like trying to hold back tears, right? So good for both of them. I'm glad Mark uh, finally got to get his uh, debut. He was happy. Um, the words that he said even before the match to the camera or whatever when it started um, to his uh, nieces and his nephew was absolutely incredible. It, it's a moment. It's like another Brody Lee moment, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. Like yeah. you know what I mean, yeah. and. Uh, it's it's sad. It's like uh, what's that Billy? Only the only the good die young type thing or whatever yeah. it may be. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like that song. So mm-hmm. to well, the wrestling in heaven is uh, five stars right now. That's for does, sure. Does ROH have a Hall of Fame? I think so. No, but they should be the first inductees. I, I, I was gonna say if they don't <laughs> yeah. count on Tony Khan no, to start one, yeah. and there's your inaugural. Yeah. No, yeah. I remember they did start one. The ROH they were in the tag team. Who else was in it? Uh, so it probably when, when he bought it over. Joe Brian Danielson. Yeah. Yeah. Remember they had all the video package? I think you might be right, actually. Yeah, they had that video package. I couldn't, I can't remember. So. But uh, one little cute story, too, that I heard, too, is that that their catchphrase, uh, Reach for the Sky, 
Apparently, Jay got it watching Toy Story. Yeah. Right? From Woody. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, damn, like, what a great little thing. Like, you know, he's just watching that with his kids. And it's like, here's Jay Briscoe, like, one of the baddest-ass MFers, like, going to the game, watching Toy Story with his kids. And, like, I'm going to use that as part of my gimmick. And, man, did it fit, right? So, of course. one more reach for the sky. Rest in peace, Jay Briscoe. Yeah. So it's hard to transition out of a heavy thing like that, right? But we'll do the best we can here because we're professionals on this show, right? Yeah. So for AWTF today, I brought a little bit of a game that I blatantly stole from our friends over at TSN, uh, Overdrive. And they have a game that I love called Level of Concern. So I'm going to present each of you guys with a scenario, and you have to tell me what your level of concern would be if you were this person. And... You can go from pine on the patio, not that much concern. Maybe a 12-pack and like maybe a shot or two of Jameson or Grey Goose or something. You know, a little more concern. Or if you want to get really, really out of control with the concern level, you're Nick Cage and leaving Las Vegas and you can never, ever ask me to stop drinking. Okay, so... You guys understand the rules of the game here? I don't think I've ever seen leaving Las Vegas. <laughs> Essentially, he's just a huge drunk in okay. Las Vegas. Is he, he's drinking all the alcohol that's okay. available in Las Vegas. Okay. The ultimate uh, drinking uh, concern level that you can have. Okay, okay, fair enough. So, Randy, I'll start with you. You are Tony Khan. What is your level of concern that Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks, when their contract is up in a few months here, won't be back? Because I don't know if you guys seen recently, but Matt Jackson changed his Twitter header to be the same photo that they used on uh, the TikTok episode of BTE when uh, AEW was first formed. And their location is now listed as question mark. So there's been teases uh, recently that the Bucks are kind of winding down their run and potentially even their career. So what's your level of concern as Tony Khan that... When the Bucks and Kenny's contracts are up, that might be done for them. Because even Kenny's been talking about how much he's hurt dealing with all these injuries. Level of concern. Let me think. One non-alcoholic PC president choice <laughs> beer. They are staying. Okay. Don't, if anything happens with them or whatever their contract's up, I still think they'll be a part of it. I just don't think they'll be as much part of it as as much of a focal point of the show like uh like special appearance type thing maybe once every couple months maybe go to new japan give that option out to do certain things so level of concern one president's choice non-alcoholic not much concern there not much one molson dry (laughs) glass of water with a slice of lemon yeah exactly all right all right Oh, are we going to a round table? Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll pitch one to each of you okay. guys here. I'll start with Bobby next. Uh, Bobby, you are Darby Allen. What is your <laughs> level of concern that you will still be able to walk when you are 40 years old? Uh, Johnny Depp in Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. <laughs> I, I do not understand why this guy does such stupid shit on like a dynamite. Not even like a big pay-per-view. Like he, I, I, and I, if I have to hear Tony Schiavone one more time or Excalibur, whoever, tell me how this guy broke both his legs and wheeled his ass to the hospital on the skateboard, I don't care. I don't want to see him die in the fucking ring. Okay? I don't know. Can I swear? Yeah, we'll put a duck over it. Yeah, we'll yeah. put a duck <laughs> Sorry. I, don't, I realize that as I was saying. I do not want to see this guy die in a freaking ring. Okay? I, it's tremendously concerning. I'm not a fan of his style. Uh, and and yeah, it, it scares me. At what point does like Tony Khan have to step in and be like, 
okay Darby. Like I'm sure I'm sure Darby, like what they've let him do on TV, I bet you there's a ton of stuff that they haven't let him do. Exactly. Right? You know he's pitching crazy shit oh, yeah. <laughs> the scenes if he's willing to do that on TV. Right? <laughs> Well, God bless him for our entertainment, but I do worry about the man myself, too. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> i got to agree. Terrified. Johnny Depp in uh, Fear and Loathing Las Vegas. Okay, that's a good one. That might even be past uh, Nick Cage and leaving Las Vegas. <laughs> okay, Eric Reed, you are Brian Danielson. Okay. Your level of concern that you will never win the AEW World Championship. See... <sighs> I feel like that's got to be a middle of the road thing. Maybe like a Saturday night 12 pack for me. Okay. okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I don't see him winning this time around. That's for sure. That's what kind of made me think it. Like I can't see MJF losing the title yet. No. And like if, if Danielson doesn't win it now, like when does he rotate back around into that title chase again? And does he still if Kenny, have enough legs left on his career? If Kenny wins it again, then I see him beating Kenny for it. Him kicking out of the one wing angel. Does Danielson need it though? Yeah, that, uh, right, there we go. Doesn't need the, it? He's like, perennially over. Like nobody yeah. doesn't like Brian Danielson. Very few people. Like he's he doesn't need the title. Like I think it's more of just like a status thing. Like I'm I'm sure I'm sure he when he got to AEW, he probably wasn't assuming, oh, I'm gonna be champ right away. He his his whole thing was that they were giving him the freedom to wrestle whoever he wanted, you know, do these dream matches. So I'm sure he's happy with the way things are going already, but for him to be in, like, you know, at least world champion at least once, I would say, in his reign. Like, I don't know how many years he's got left. Right. Really, that's another that's another concern, he, he is, too. Don't I get me wrong. I think he has publicly stated that once this deal is up, that's Done. it for him. Yeah. Really? So, okay. I I'm not sure how much time is left so on I'm, it. I'm with Eric. One AEW hemp title. One, one, yeah, a, yeah, one yeah, AEW. Yeah, that's yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah. Give him one shot at, at it. At least it'll make him go to Saudi Arabia. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But I, I could see him having a very short, quick run. It doesn't. It doesn't need to be, you know, a Bruno San Martino-esque run, where he, ex <laughs> he extends years. his contract yeah. eight years. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So I, I could see him having it. Maybe not after MJF, but maybe someone in a between. Transitional. Them. Yeah, yeah. He could be a Mox. I think about how many times Mox has held the championship, right? Not all of them have been amazing runs. Fair you know enough, I mean? fair Mox, enough. Mox is Tony's in case of problem, break glass. Yeah, He's just got a little Mox behind yeah, it. In case, like, of, in case of CM Punk problems, yeah. break, bring out Mox, yeah. Um, I'll throw one at me here just for fun, and then we'll move on. I'm Ryan Nemeth, and what I is my level? Couldn't save that one for me, eh? Couldn't save that one for me. No problem, eh? No worries. You got to get the Danielson question. You know what? I want to give you guys the more serious ones of that. And like, I didn't kind of save this stupid one for myself here but i'm ryan nemeth and my level of concern that i'll never be able to walk properly that's like a zero <laughs> he should be more worried about leaving bte because that's all he's got now. <laughs> he walks so weird i'm, I'm fucking nick, oh, ducking nick cage and leaving las vegas they're okay okay but yeah that was level of concern thanks guys for indulging me with that <laughs> no problem <laughs> well he does he doesn't walk right right we all see it don't we Walks so weird. He does walk he very weird. weird. I was gonna bring up Darby anyway, so you saved me the trouble. Uh, well, that was fun, Matt. Okay, I'm glad. I'm glad you guys think. Do you have so. any more? I can throw one more out there. Maybe I'll throw this one out for the group. You're Dax Harwood. Level of concern that your new podcast is gonna have white hot heat with the AEW locker room. Is is a sure thing and answer like me drinking fifteen beers on a Friday night? It's a sure thing, but I don't <laughs> think he cares. That's a thing. Johnny yeah. Depp. Yeah, yeah. So I, I wouldn't worry about if I were him. That's what I'm saying. I don't, I don't think he worries. I don't about think the him. concern is there. I think he should be 
for sure thinking that's gonna happen. Right. You know what I mean? like, that's a Kermit the Frog English tea for me. <laughs> no? oh, oh, here, I, I can I throw one in here? Absolutely. <laughs> Level of concern. You are the individual in charge of making sure the microphone works on dynamite. <laughs> How concerned are you that John Moxley is going to hunt you down and murder you after that dynamite where his microphone did Nick, not work? Nick Cage leaving Las Vegas. You can never ask me to stop drinking. <laughs> no, that is Nick Cage and Johnny Depp together on a three-day bender. I'll answer that too. I don't think he has any concern because the guy's fired. He's gone. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so no concern anymore. Yeah. That, that, that was amateur yeah. hour and Mox was not. Throw the radio in the bathtub when White Rabbit peaks. Yep. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was fun. Okay, let's get to the hardcore wrestling talk here. Um, how are you guys feeling about MJF sending Brian Danielson on uh, trials? What was it? The Trials of Jericho-esque? Yeah, that's uh, immediately what I thought of. Right. This is similar storyline device again here. Where, how do we build Brian Danielson for this pay-per-view at Revolution? Tony Khan's seems to just have said let's give him banger after banger every single week so it's given us amazing matches i'm just wondering how you guys feel about that whole plot device here with mjf and brian danielson's story leading to their title match at revolution the 60 minute iron man match well you know for a guy like brian danielson who's really beat up and had a lot of injuries over his career i think it's a great idea to make him go out there and bust his ass every week uh, before an Iron Man match, I just think that's that's brilliant. I'm sure it was probably his ideas, like give me Takeshita, yeah. <laughs> give me Rouge, it right? Give me was. all these guys, right? Brian Cage. I'm gonna be honest; it's not a real trials until he fights Hooventude. So, I'm, still, <laughs> I'm hoping that is the final trial. That's the one part that's kind of maybe a little disconnects not the right word but it wasn't like a string of bad guys or mjf henchmen it was yeah. like some fan favorites and it and like wrestlers that people like and like there's not real any animosity in these matches. like the crowd kind of wanted to see Takeshita beat danielson right judged by the reaction in that match but it was kind of a we're happy no matter what because everyone knows danielson was going to win but just give us these dream matches with danielson before his time is up well it's it's more like I, I find with the whole Brian Cage and the Roosh thing, it's just like just cementing him as like the scumbag with all the money. He's the, you know, the Ted DiBiase is going to buy his way to keeping his championship, not buying a championship, but he'll, right. he'll buy his way to keeping it. You know what I mean? So it's, it works for his character. And they've managed yeah. to, sorry, Randy, you want to go ahead there? Well, I, I sort of agree and disagree with Eric there. With Brian Danielson, it definitely works. Like you're seeing match after match of, nothing but greatness but this thing with mgf i'm actually getting tired of him like you know what i mean you're not seeing him and we're seeing the same plot every single time so brian danielson yeah i enjoy seeing it i like seeing the matches but we went through that with moxley adam page like everybody like did the sort of same run yeah and i don't want to see this so yeah anybody yeah brian danielson looks good for mjf it doesn't though because we don't we haven't seen him wrestle and mjf took some heat online a bit too about his uh in-ring uh confrontation with Takeshita, kind of a little using kind of maybe the stare the japanese stereotypes against him a little bit there too people were kind of like okay mjf like we get you want to be a bad guy heel, but like that might have crossed the line for some who did, people. Who did it remind you of? That, that might have crossed the when, line. He said a lot of yeah, things. Well, <laughs> I, I'm just saying, like, what, what was that? I just remember seeing the reaction on wrestling Twitter. It was kind of like, okay, buddy, like, you don't need to go there, kind of thing. It reminded me of two people, and we're not talking about AEW here, but who do you think it reminded me of once he did that promo, that specific promo you're talking about? 
a little bit of mid '90s Jerry Lawler or something. I don't no. know. Remember the Rock? The Rock. Oh yeah. The one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> Vince McMahon, like that Vince McMahon. Um, uh, Where he dropped an end bomb? No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, I think no. no I, What's up? I literally just watched it today a too. Member of the Taliban? Yes, <laughs> yes, Sabu. That was it. Yes, this is Sabu. The Sabu promo. But that exactly reminded me of it. And I think it was just a little too far. Right. Uh, yeah. I, I, I think he's pushing the envelope a bit. I don't think he cares. Uh, but yeah, I, I think Tony might might care. Yeah, because yeah. we wonder like how much of that is. Uh, Put across Tony Khan's desk before he says it on the live mic on TV. Like not, how, right? Not, no, their their promos are not scripted not, at all. Not even kind of a general outline of hey Tony, here's kind of where I'm gonna go with with tonight and blah blah blah. And he fills in the blanks in between. Now I've heard it from somebody uh, who was there that they asked a question about a promo and they were like stopped immediately and said like promos are not scripted whatsoever. Yeah, they're like right. okay then. Yeah. Well, I, I find it interesting, too, of uh, how they have managed to kind of capitalize on Takesh's pro- uh, popularity right now and that match with Danielson and kind of have a little spin-off uh, program with MGF right now. And we're going to get that match on Dynamite tomorrow night. We're recording this on a Tuesday. So that's one positive I'll say out of it because Takeshita is going to be a mega babyface in that match with oh, yeah. MJF. He's a, he's a star. Like, just yeah. point blank. He's a star. He's like the Yuta that we've seen, the Daniel Garcia that we've seen. I think with more now. potential than those two, even. Myself. I like a better in, in the ring for myself, personally. Daniel Garcia is the best wrestler. Randy's going to come oh, across no. this table at me here. Yeah. In <laughs> <laughs> but there seems to be a, a connection, too, to Keshta, Kodobushi, and Kenny Omega, even going way back to DDT. And Don Callis has been... Uh, recruiting quote-unquote Takeshita for a bit too I'm waiting for that interaction with the elite because there's there's no way that's this is kind of happening by accident either right what a carny piece of shit <laughs> <laughs> hey, well somebody's available right now too right that we're hearing anyway so could could we possibly see Koda come well, if he's not too busy with his new uh, wrestling school that he's opened up, apparently. I don't know if you guys heard that. Kotobushi opened the wrestling school. Yeah. And he's do, he's doing uh, Game Changer Wrestling, WrestleMania weekend. Yeah. Do I have so, that right? Oh, okay. Yeah. That's going to be big. Against yeah, Speedball. going to be huge. I think against, it's against Speedball. That's yeah, right. That's right. It's against <laughs> Speedball. That's so. huge. Right? What an opportunity for Speedball. Yeah. 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 That's, that's massive. Good. I remember we saw Kota here. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. I forgot. In like a little gym. Um, yeah. That was at Horner, wasn't it? No, no. It was right here. At the jeez, everybody on pointing Randy's right now. Pointing yeah, Randy's pointing to the back the side of the house place. down the street. Oh, you're talking about at Sportsplex? Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> what we saw. Yeah. Versus oh, Candice LeRae. Versus Candice LeRae. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, uh, Canland used to own a uh, building okay. over there. Yeah, it's called Sportsplex. Away. Sorry about that. Sorry, yeah, Mississauga <laughs> for all you international <laughs> listeners here, Mississauga, Ontario. But uh, yeah, Coda, I think he, in an interview too, he's kind of mentioned that he would like to explore uh, a potential AEW run, but like he's got some independent stuff like gcw and like a school that he kind of wants to set a foundation up for and do some things first and kind of circle back around AEW. but um a golden lovers reunion in uh, AEW would be awesome to see and oh, yeah. continue that storyline with kenny and the bucks maybe takesha is mixed in there with that right some long-term storytelling here but yeah i thought it was pretty neat um uh, other moving on from there Another great transition moving, by moving me. On, moving on from there, we're gonna get that. I'm gonna get that tattooed on your forehead. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I got some crutch lines in this picture. But uh, Chris Jericho and the JAS against Ricky Starks and Action and Dreddy, almost identical storyline that MJF is putting Brian Danielson through, happening at the same time. 
where Ricky Starks has to go through a bunch of people to get to Chris Jericho. And like I kind of confused as to why he would run like the same story device at the same time with two different programs. To be fair, this isn't the first time he's done that, though. Because isn't wasn't the whole inner circle thing at the same time like MJF joining the inner circle wasn't well, that the same time as well MJF put as, Jericho through the trials of Jericho to get to the match with him and now yeah. Jericho is putting Ricky Starks through all his JAS guys to get to him yeah but I don't understand why Ricky Starks is even willing to do all this to get back to Jericho he's already beat him so like it doesn't really make that much sense from Ricky Starks's point of view it's like why not go for a title again like you almost beat MJF yeah yeah exactly. you've already beat Chris Jericho like why are you jumping through hoops to get back to him again yeah. and it's the same story idea as MJF and uh Danielson right now so I just thought that was kind of well I don't know I mean Ricky is nine and one in the last however long and they didn't really make a point of discussing that but they mentioned how Jericho's zero and two. In his last two matches. Right. Uh, so, I don't know. I feel like it's just a vehicle to get Ricky on TV more and just, just give, him, give him a bit of a push. Even though, yeah, like the payoff, I don't really get what the payoff is at this point. I still think it's Daniel Garcia coming out of this all because now the thing with Daniel Garcia is going on. I know it's, we're talking about Ricky Starks. but I No, it's all tied in with the yeah. JAS. But, uh, yeah, he's going to go through the trial, go Daniel Garcia. Then who's next after that, right? Sammy. He, Sammy. And then oh. Sammy's going to lose. He's already beat Jake Hager, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I think Daniel Garcia and then Andretti and imagine all those young guys again, I guess, factioning up. I don't know. I, don't know. I feel bad for Ricky Starks a little bit because as big of a Jericho fan I've been through his whole career, it seems like you get stuck in a Jericho feud and you're stuck in it yeah. for like a long time yeah. and you don't really come out the other side like any hotter <laughs> Then you were going into it because Starks was really white hot, like coming off that MJF match. And I can't help but feel like, to me, it's not quite as exciting now that he's like halfway into this Jericho thing. I just like that they're giving Starks a, a push, to be honest. Like, Fair he's enough. Got, he's been got so get. much better. Uh, I love that, excuse me, rope strut. He did like the yeah, old school, yeah. but he turned it into a strut. I popped so hard for that. And then Sammy gives him the Hurricane Rana off the top rope yeah. while yeah. he was doing that. Yeah, and I don't know whose idea it was to to bring leather pants into the equation for the for the JAS, but good God! Uh, With the tearaways and Jericho threw them and they landed on his head. Oh it's ridiculous. Did you guys see uh, Jericho Appreciation Society making a surprise appearance at Pro Wrestling Gorilla? During uh, Battle of Los Angeles. Yeah, I did see that. That was, um, I mean, I'll bring it up anyways in YouTube theater because all those clips were all on Sammy's vlog anyways, which, yeah, no, you know what? I'm not going to get into Sammy's vlog right now, but but I will will say that. That's a tease uh, for later. I will say that that crowd has never hated somebody like they hated Sammy. (laughs) I can tell you that right now. Sammy and Tay got the worst of that crowd. That's the good stuff, man. They (laughs) knew what they were getting when they went out there. Oh, yeah. They were they were reveling in it, like yeah. to be honest. It was it was um I'm gonna be honest, good move for, on their part to like yeah. get just like heat. It was like it was like Cardona GCW heat. Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah, oh, it was worse. bad. It was worse. bad. It, it was, was way worse. worse. Well, I not like way that. worse, because they were throwing beers at Cardona's head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love the PWG uh crowd is is my people. So they're my people. I love how they reacted to them. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Darby transition. Yeah. transition. Yep. Darby Allen. I'll make sure to put a snow wipe in a there. month. Darby Allen has had his matches with Samoa Joe 
are just absolutely brutal. And thank God Samoa Joe did not retire when he like very well could have leave in WWE. Uh, because the stuff that him and Darby have been doing recently has just been next level awesome. And uh, Darby getting that TNT title run, going with Sting over to Japan and doing the bye-bye match with uh, Great Muda was great stuff too. And I heard that might have been part of the reason why Darby got the TNT titles. Tony wanted to have like a championship represented on that show. I can see that. Right? Why take it off him in the first place, though, for that short period of time? But I understand. Well, he took it from Samoa Joe to begin with just to, put it to on do that show. Yeah. So Darby started this month with uh, a match against Mike Bennett. Then he did the bye-bye match in Japan with Sting. Uh, he had another Rampage title defense against Juice Robinson. The uh, TNT title match on Dynamite against Buddy Matthews. Then he had main evented against Kushida. And then had two more uh, bangers with uh, Samoa Joe. So just an incredible run from Darby Allen this month and uh, kind of setting up what's going to be Sting's last run in AEW here throughout the end of the year. So I just wanted to shout out Darby Allen and what a star this guy has been. Um, sacrifices his body every week, just like we've been talking about, but just really wanted to highlight how awesome of a month in January uh, Darby Allen had. Almost definitely. Like, yeah, like there you could. There's a couple people that uh, you could definitely put in like employee of the month award too, but Darby is probably one of the top of the list. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> not I, so I, I respect the work he's doing. I just I cannot get into this guy no matter how much I try. Like you, you look. I look at him and I'm like, I should like this guy, but I just. I watch him work, and the matches haven't been bad. Don't get me wrong. I'm just—I don't know. I cannot get behind him from a fan standpoint. Hey, to each their own. Not everybody appeals to everybody. Yeah, exactly. So there's no. But he's, had, he's had a banger of a month. There's no question. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I just yeah, I kind of agree with Ray. And I don't, I don't know why they took the title off Samoa Joe. Just if it was purely just that reason. That's what I read. I mean, does, who knows what? Yeah, the, yeah. What's Do, true doesn't or really not, make a lot of I, sense, but I, it did open up a lot of great matches. Like him and Juice Robinson was fantastic. Him and Kushida, I was happy to see Kushida. In yeah, and that one, was big. That one was big. nice touch they did too is they actually put together a nice little video package introducing the audience to who Kushida is and his mm -hmm. story because they had a lot of the Ring of Honor footage and I think they had some rights to New Japan stuff on there too. Because so, that's been a criticism for uh, AEW for a while is bringing people in and just assuming everyone's like a hardcore wrestling fan and everyone knows who everyone is they so that was a nice great. little touch i thought they well i mean really i mean he was on nxt and like WWE and stuff yeah, like that like, but yeah. NXT, he was a big name nxt is still not monday night raw it's still not as big of an audience but i think it was still with the same thing in mind i mean you could have said that for a lot of people that debuted well he was jay white was the new japan champion yeah, yeah but like yeah, yeah. not everybody knows so. no I, I hear what you're saying i hear so what you're saying. so a script on on nxt right <laughs> oh, God. sorry i'm just pulling bobby's like uh, poor people uh, with these gimmicks but but yeah no i, I you know what i kind of see that too but i i feel like the the majority of the aew fans do know who these people are honestly they're, they're, I think the, the smallest minority is almost always the most vocal one. Yeah, the AEW fans do. I guess I'm coming at a comment like that from the perspective of casual. trying to grow the yeah. brand and attract cash, the casuals, yeah. you know, or, or just people who might not have seen them before or whatever, right? Just because that has been a criticism of AEW in the past. I just want to know if you guys. Yeah, yeah. oh, that. yeah, no, I mean, that's that's always been like. A number like something for them that they haven't really they haven't really ever explained who people are like like most well I would say I would say most fans know who like Minoru Suzuki is right but 
if you're just tuning into Monday Night Raw every single week, if you probably never you, you heard could have been Suzuki, watching right? just WWE for 20 years and have no idea though. Too, it's, it, that's what right? I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like so, I don't know. I don't think they need to appeal to the casual fans as much because I think their whole thing is that they, you know. Uh, AW's yeah. for a more hardcore wrestling audience Correct. than yeah. say a WWE yeah. is. Which WWE wants the casual fan. Correct. They want the yeah. hardcore, but they want the casual fan too. They take yeah. the AW, hardcore for granted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think AEW's less concerned. They're less concerned about attracting the casual fan. Well, I was wondering if the, the new hire, uh, I can't remember the gentleman's name, but the guy they hired away from WWE that helped with the production of Dynamite with the new look that they've had and everything. Oh, yeah. I wonder if like some of that's part of his influence where he's like, Tony, like we should do a video package they put something together or like I don't know I'm just it's wondering. a smart move it's a smart move they should do it for everybody right the acclaimed versus gun club what did you guys think of that what was it family what was that segment family called family therapy the family therapy segment here with just some of the worst acting and worst segment maybe Dynamite's done in a while here the, the only funny part of that entire thing is the way it got set up only because he he gave the, I got two words for you and the entire crowd said suck it and he said no family therapy yeah. <laughs> that was the only funny part of that entire four week segment <laughs> I can tell you right now <laughs> yeah it was almost on Ryan Nemeth level of promos no eh? no 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 because he's a comedic only, genius no. so <laughs> you take that back <laughs> what do you guys think about like kind of the momentum of the acclaimed here as a team uh, like how it's going like do you still feel like it's as hot as it was, or is it starting to jump the shark? Like they're trying to keep things interesting and do some very Monday Night Raw esque stuff, right? Because they did the they had the podium in the ring and they did the championship celebration, and now they've done this like very much like Kane and Dan, uh, Daniel Bryan from back in the day where they went to therapy or whatever, right? No. They're trying to do some like sports <laughs> entertainment esque uh, skits and segments with these guys. Well. Go, Randy. Sorry. No, no, it's all good. Bobby is yeah. visibly frustrated. We'll leave this. I think Bobby's yeah. about to oh, break just, something. <laughs> I, I don't understand why they stuck them with the Gun Club in this feud. First of all, because the Gun Club, the, the one is okay. The other one has the personality of a, of a wet sponge, and I they, they're so boring. Like I can't get into anything they're saying or doing. And the only reason they're there is because their dad's Billy Gun. I don't understand why you took this hot team like the Acclaim and stuck them in this feud. And the whole thing with the Acclaim, that whole sister me dad, that all happened very organically. Yeah. The way that grew. So I feel like by now forcing them into these weird comedic angles, you're kind of, it, it's, it's the treating, opposite of what got them where they are. They're treating them a little bit like 1999 DX a little bit, right? right. But trying yeah. to, maybe not quite as edgy, but like trying to treat them as like the main event comedy team that's still serious. Yeah. I don't know. And, yeah. And, they, and they rest, like, they can wrestle, so I wouldn't mind seeing them against like the Lucha Bros or anything else. That's what I'm saying. Give them yeah, matches. Give Let them, them wrestle. Oh, yes, exactly. Yep, them in 2.0. Yeah, 2.0. Right? That yeah. should be the team that take the titles from them. Yeah. 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 I, when do you ever see 2.0 in in tag, tag matches? Anymore? Dark and dark yeah. elevation. Right. right. Like, <laughs> yeah. They should be featured. And more. you want what you call? It? You want you want sports entertainer? You know? yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know sketches. That's a, that's the kind of guys you go for. I'm not even a big acclaimed guy. Like they're they're good, but like was it uh, FTR they had a match with? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. They, that was a banger of a match. a match. That was a guy. I had to. I was like, wow, this is a great match. Like let them wrestle. Don't don't shoehorn them into this comedic stuff that it's not organic. It's not natural. It feels forced. You might be right though, Matt, with something because thinking of 2.0 right now, they've been on uh, dark and dark elevation a lot as of late. 
Matt Maybe. Menard's been on commentary. And yeah, he's and <laughs> well. yeah, well, Menard's great. money. Yeah, yeah, he is. And with uh, Paul, like that's that's a weird combination. Paul but it, yeah, yeah, it's it's but it's good. But maybe 2.0. That would be a good feud. I'd like to see that. They've they they've been in uh, the JAS now, uh, but haven't really done much. They've just kind yeah. of been there for a little bit. And I think there's a lot of potential. And I think Tony knows that you can only feature so many teams that have so many storylines going at once. I think they're ready there to be uh, called upon when, when Tony does need them. But, the, yeah, the Gun Club thing, it, they've been involved with the Acclaim here in this story for a while. And, and obviously, it's, got, it's a natural fit because of Billy Gunn being with the Acclaimed and they want to get through this whole story. And it seems to be maybe like the swerve in all this is Billy Gunn has only been with the acclaim to help set up his sons finally getting the titles and he swerves on them or whatever. I don't yeah. know if that's where this is going. For all the amount of money in the world, they can't get rid of Billy Gunn from the acclaim. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they are killing it in t-shirts. If they did that, Tony Khan went from a genius to being the dumbest man. No offense. Well, I just but, wonder how they wrap up the story. Like, I, I, do the acclaim go over? Do the gun club win the titles? Like, we'll have to wait and Daddy see. Daddy ass will be coming out in a wheelchair. It's going to be a scissor match. Yeah, <laughs> the right to scissor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to get Mark Sterling involved and he takes yeah. the trademark away or whatever all like those horrible angles that they always do but, um, transition transition to the next um, yeah. I'm keeping all those in by the way oh, just because do. I can't star wipe an audio <laughs> amazing okay so I'm hangman. surprised you want to do hangman like, hey, like let's hangman. do hangman hangman and John Moxley uh, I love this story they're telling uh, between two guys that are earning each other's respect because they're able to knock each other the F out. Totally. No, Hangman. Hangman's been absolutely, you guys know already that uh, I'm the biggest Hangman, Mark. But Hold on, let me call you real quick and just oh, okay. <laughs> let your, let your oh, ringtone play. I thought his but, promos were kind of, the, the whole promo segment was a little eh for Hangman. Moxley killed it, though. Are you speaking of Hangman backstage with Renee? No, the, the one where him and Moxley came out and... He said, I'm going to knock your dick in the dirt. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> what a great line. Yeah. <laughs> great, no? I wasn't like crazy it. about That was the only good line. Like, the rest of it, I, I just their interactions, I feel like Moxley's been outshining him on the on the mic. That's not surprising, because Moxley is top three, four in the world of promo, for, in my opinion. Oh, you guys are on drugs. Um, <laughs> well, compared to yeah, Hangman, but that's, guys, so. yes, that's no, not no. the point. <laughs> I, I, well, I, I guess I'm just looking at the matches and not the promos. You guys do have some points the whole on that. Story. The whole story of it is good. Um, I just like seeing them beat the shit out of each other. Realistically, the oh, matches the, have been the matches bang. are bangers I, all day, and people have been on Hangman a lot um, for his title run, even to now, for being an empty headed fuck, <laughs> an anxious millennial cowboy. <laughs> but there's nobody more, nobody more consistent with match after match yeah. after match than Hangman in the last year and a half. And don't say Moxley because that's stupid. Hangman's matches with Danielson, yes, those two were unbelievable. Yeah. Oh, Danielson's been pretty consistent. Yes, yeah. no, you're, you're right. Not did, as good. As Hangman. Did you see? Uh, I think it was the Road Two series. Moxley was like on a rooftop in the city or whatever, and he was talking about how in all his time in AEW. No one had ever been able to knock him out, knock him silly, like the way Hangman did. And I just thought that was a great way to have keep this dual babyface dynamic between the two of them where no one's really the bad guy in this story. It's just Moxley giving respect to Hangman and putting him on that upper level of this guy hits harder than anybody else I've been in the ring with, right? 
And the way Moxley sold being knocked out and playing off Moxley really knocking Hangman out on that flipping lariat like earlier in the month, right? I just think they were able to take an accident that gave a real injury to Hangman and turn it into this story here and have it kind of two good guys that the fans love and respect and just turn it into like a kick-ass program that I think Moxley maybe one day gets that rest and vacation that he's been waiting for since last summer and might set up Hangman to go after maybe MJF for the next pay-per-view cycle. There's one thing that they missed out this month that would have put Hangman so over. When Mox's dad came out with me, with him. I thought you looked like the Miz's dad. You yeah. remember from WrestleMania? Oh, okay. <laughs> Hangman should have lariated him. The dad? Yes. Oh, that would have made oh, him such a heel. Dad, that's that was, a heel. That, that was so over, though. <laughs> so over. But with the Renee stuff in Hangman, too, with Renee like, right. using the head down, imagine if that wasn't Mox's dad. That was Renee. Right. Oh, then that story would even be elevated to another another level as well. I just and they could be fighting it, for the next year. I guess, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm just thinking, I don't think they wanted him to be healed. Like, it doesn't make sense for him to be healed. That's a that real dick move sense. to yeah, go like, there, like, to you go know there I mean? now. Like, yeah, like, it doesn't make sense right now. I, I think it's more that he was just... He's just pissed off with Moxley. I think that was the whole selling point. Right? Yeah, yeah. So it's like, I get it. Like, he doesn't have to go heel Hangman. They're kind of tweeners it's, it's, Yeah, the tweeners yeah, good. Yeah. yeah, it's two bulls just trying to see who's the, the, the biggest and the baddest in the yard, yeah. right? If yeah. anything, I would say Hangman's more of a baby face than Moxley. Moxley's just kind of like, I, I'm me and I don't give a shit. Yeah. Love me or hate me. He'll play either role no matter what match. Right, in, the right? fans just happen to be behind him. Yeah. But I think Hangman right now is more of like a baby face with, in terms of what he's trying to do with his character and the hangman as a badass cowboy is cool yeah that's it i like badass cowboys yeah. and it's you don't want him to be wrestling. sad drinking and like assless <laughs> chaps that's right you like badass cowboys and assless chaps no i don't like assless uh, chaps I remember in the he's really a days. big rob helford fan he's just like <laughs> remember cm punk asking uh hangman page on twitter if you could borrow his uh, assless chaps yeah. Yeah. hangman's like sure as long as it's not for like a he sex thing or something yeah. Back when those two still got along. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What a time. Old, the good old what days. A time. The pre empty headed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dumb duck. Yeah. <laughs> Dumb duck. So, Transition. Yeah. Here we go. God, these just get worse and worse. Okay. The Elite. It's taken us this long to get into the story here with Kenny and the Bucks and what they've been up to. The very beginning of January, Kenny Omega goes to Wrestle Kingdom and has what I consider to be the front runner for match of the year, no matter what happens the rest of the way, who knows, but Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay have just a kick-ass match at Wrestle Kingdom, and then a couple days later, they have Game 7, where the Elite win the trio's titles from the Lucha Brothers in Escalera de la Muerte in Los Angeles. So what a run there for Kenny Omega, uh, what did you guys think of those two matches? Maybe we can break them down one at a time. I'm assuming you guys have seen the, uh, the Wrestle Kingdom match, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'll be last. <laughs> last. Uh, bangers all around. I just don't understand why Kenny works so different in Japan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I, I get Japanese style is different. Like, I'm not totally oblivious here. Uh, and maybe just, you know, a lot of the American workers aren't used to working that style. But it, it seems just like his work rate is higher in Japan. Like, I, I don't want to say he tries harder, but it no, almost seems I, that I way. think it is a trying harder where I think he viewed that match as one of those ones that is going to be a staple 
like focus thing on his catalog when he looks back on his whole career. You can't do that week to week to week to week on no. Dynamite or whatever. This was one that he's like, we are going all out because the, when they write the book on Kenny Omega, like that was going to be one of those ones he wanted to be a landmark moment for his career. Absolutely. That makes sense. Defining moment. I totally yeah. agree with you. That, that, that match... I was so excited seeing. I loved every second of it. I watched it probably four or five times. I've seen it three times now. Yeah. yeah, it was so good. I'm trying to go on with the theory on that match, especially with Will Ospreay, but we're talking about Kenny Omega here. Um, even if you notice him uh, as of late, he's changing again to the cleaner type thing. If you notice the dye in his hair yeah, and yeah, so on. Yeah. He so, the extensions going and everything. Yeah, yeah so... Um, Nothing can beat that Wrestle Kingdom match right now for me anyways. Um, yeah, it is a different style. You can't do it every single day. Uh, there's only a couple of those matches left in him, and yeah. I hope to see more of them. Through AEW, I wouldn't mind seeing a couple of them in AEW. I would like to see the rematch in AEW of Osprey and Kenny at a pay-per-view, something like that. Yeah. I, th I think at the end of this, though, Osprey is going to have the upper hand. So there's gonna be This is totally set up for that, where Kenny wins the first one, and then... The younger new guy for New Japan gets the win back later, right? Can we can we talk about Osprey real quick Absolutely. and Kenny with this match? Absolutely. So, I think I talked to Eric. Or was it Eric or was it you, Bobby? That I talked to you about. I don't know. You talked to me three times a day. There you go. Same here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've already lost track of what we talked about earlier today. <laughs> so Osprey, if you notice the last year, um, that match again, showing the back and forth and what uh, Osprey kept kicking out, kicking out, kicking out. If you notice, always in the last sequence with every Offspray match, guess what hold, and it's very minor, hold that he doesn't, he's not able to break or overcome. So think of uh, the matches uh, during the summer. Um, when he had like, what, four or five star matches in one with month? With Okada, yeah, yeah, and everything else like that. What was the last sequence? Oh, uh, I, I don't know. You'll, I, you'd have it was to a wrist fill lock. us in here. If you ever oh, know, it was yeah, a yeah, wrist the, lock, the, yeah, the a wrist simple trap. wrist lock, right? That he couldn't get overcome, boom, finisher, done. That's one, two, Kenny three. had the wrist lock and hit the Kamagoye, right? That's right, hanging yeah. on to a wrist lock. So, my theory, and I've been wrong about CM Punk, and I'm not betting any more promos again. <laughs> <laughs> my theory is when he overcomes this wrist lock, a small little thing, yeah. right, then... He's going to be champion of everything. Well, that's that's the great little storytelling stuff that Kenny and and Osprey and these guys throw into matches, right? Like yeah. it, it's it's just awesome how they they tie these uh, little things together over like multiple matches, right? So I got all excited. <laughs> yeah, wait, you went down the Osprey hole. No, that's okay. That's okay. So, uh, was Meltzer gave it what like six and a quarter stars or whatever in the Tokyo Dome, of course. So just a cr crazy match. I'm looking forward to part two because I think Osprey will take that U.S. title back from from Kenny. But uh, a couple days later, Kenny has to come back to the states and do the the Game Seven ladder match against uh, the, the Lucha Brothers or Death Triangle. And on BTE, it was revealed that. The Game 7 match almost didn't happen due to visa issues. And I kind of just assumed that it was one of the, uh, either Pac or one of the Lucha brothers that had the visa issues. But I think it was Kenny as a Canadian citizen. His work, something was up with his work visa. And uh, luckily they were able to do the Game 7 match. But that was the reason Kenny's been off Dynamite the last couple weeks and wasn't at the Jay Briscoe show due to his work visa. So... Thank God they were able to pull it off uh, the Escalera de la Morta. 
but just a gigantic spot fest. Everything you would imagine a Young Bucks and Death Triangle match to be through ladders, off uh, off ladders, through tables, all that kind of stuff. So Kenny uh, hits the one-winged angel off the, off the the ladder there to Ray Phoenix, climbs up and wins. So the, the elite are primed to run this trios division for the foreseeable fewer uh future and, and set set up uh future teams and like future rivalries like top flight in the air fox right 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 so i don't know if you guys have any comments on that best of seven series as a whole oh, I, th- I thought you were asking about top flight if we <laughs> we can go there too the floor is open there's just like aw there's no scripts here I mean, the series was fun, but predictable because once it went, once they went down, I'll tell like, Randy that he picked the Lucha Death Triangle. <laughs> oh, you silly, silly man! <laughs> My story was better. Sir. <laughs> yeah, no, it was kind of predictable, but it was fun. I could watch those guys go all, all day. So yeah. yeah, I feel like they should maybe not do a best of seven series for their first setup. Though <laughs> maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe give that a rest just for a month, and then we'll come back. We'll revisit yeah, it. You next can't time. do best of sevens yeah. all the time. No, no. Well, because it's kind of looking like it's probably going to be House of Black next, I would assume. Well, that brings – that was going to bring me to my next talking point. I don't know if you have anything that you want to share, Randy, before I go on to the no, next No, no, it was great. Yeah. No, I totally enjoyed it. We, we talked about it up to the six, right? So, And, and um, Kenny had mentioned that, like, after the Game 7 match and the Wrestle Kingdom match, like, his body was in real rough shape for, like, a week or two and, like, kind of reiterated in an interview again that, like, he – even after all surgeries and stuff, he doesn't have many more of those left in him. So that was kind of why the level of concern I was thinking, like, maybe these guys, they keep hinting that there's not much left in this run of the way they go, yeah. the Bucks and Kenny. So I'm going to enjoy it while we got it kind of thing. But uh, last thing I want to hit on with the Elite is where are they on the Revolution card? Because there is nothing set up right now. I was thinking it might be a House of Black program, but we were rapidly approaching Revolution and nothing's kind of no seeds have been sown in that direction yet really aside from house of black attacking brendan cutler like a month and a half ago or whatever (laughs) and uh, we're getting the top flight ar fox match tomorrow night on dynamite so where do you guys think uh kenny and the bucks fit on revolution because that is do we have the date for it march early in march yeah march 5th right that was mid-march isn't it I can't I remember. remember. First or second week in the March. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Spot. Yeah. Where, where do you think? What do you think their match is? Do they do a House of Black? Or like, I'm having trouble trying to see where they fit on Revolution in a trios title match. Mm. I would imagine. I mean, if anything, you could always, if you really had to shoehorn them in there and get them in there quick, they always do like a, you know, how about ten with Roosh and Jose the assistant? Who cares, right? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, for a like, pay per view, there's like, a, yeah, I know, but uh, it, but like, but it like, has to be House of Black. There's no, there's no other choice, really. right? But yeah. I mean, like, how are you gonna, how are you gonna pull that? Like, you, you would think that story would need some time to ferment. That's what I was start thinking. Attacking tomorrow night. Yeah, my, right that's night. true. Actually, right. it could if, be if tomorrow. It is gonna be that. You have to start tomorrow. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Because I, 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 I doubt. Like, I don't know. I just don't see it being like. I don't Best see. I don't Orange see. Cassidy. Well, I don't see it being the. Please, no. Yeah. Well, I just don't see it being like a, the main event anyway. So it's like, does it have to be anything crazy? I'm trying to think of what other like trio group that would it prime to step into a title match. Isaiah right? Cassidy, Matt Hardy, and Ethan Page. Oh my God! Yes. Uh, Actually, they did do that promo right where they where they called them out in the gym. Oh yeah, that's any of the factions really. Like yeah. that's what the trios titles mean. It's a faction. But you want yeah. someone but heated up big, and like as yeah, a real legit big. challenger. It has to be and, and not back. like a pay per view match. You don't want it to be like you were saying earlier. Where it's so obvious the leaders like Isaiah Cassidy and Matt Hardy. Like <laughs> they're not going to beat the elite out of pay per view. Like who's got to be heated up? And House of Black 
or a group that I'd be like, okay, maybe these guys could win. Well, see, here's the thing though. They're still kind of tied up with the whole kinks and Ortiz thing. Exactly. So, so exactly. like, so like, how that's do you get, like, what do they do then? Yeah. That's how, that's why I feel like it's probably actually going to be probably not the Lucha bros again. No, I feel, <laughs> I feel like, that again. I feel like it's heading towards like Malachi and, and, it has to be. No, it has to be House of Black. And right? you just you just said it right there. I think it's Ortiz and Kingston at the pay per view, as well as House of Black versus. So something's gonna happen. Maybe you have a triple like, threat trios title match. Three hey. teams of three. Well, no, who's, no. who's the third person? No, no. With, Ortiz with and Santana comes back. <laughs> no, or, is the title, he better. I got that six out of fifteen. Is it confirmed the titles are on the line? <laughs> when? Uh, at Revolution? Yeah. No. no that's no, what there's, like, there's, there's I no have story. to imagine that Kenny and the probably just won't. You're going to do Revolution without Kenny or the Bucks on yeah, the show? why not? I guess so. That just hurts. It hurts. It hurts feel. my feelings. It hurts me in the field. I love watching the Elite <laughs> do their thing, but maybe you're right. Maybe they aren't figured in, which would be, I think that'd be a mistake. You got to have your yeah. top well, guys if, like if that. They're, if they're potentially gone within a year, you maybe got to start your future planning, your succession planning. You should planning. have listened to Randy and Death Triangle should have gone over. <laughs> <laughs> We'd be having That's a lot. We'd be having a lot of a different promo later. <laughs> it would be very strange. But uh, how about Isaiah Cassidy too? One last little thing. How big did that blow up? That little. Uh. <laughs> oh, I love Isaiah Cassidy. Oh, Pops you so much. People are throwing up like highlights of all the times he like screams, getting back body dropped, yeah, and all yeah. the times he's done the little moan and stuff. The what uh, you call it? the the Keith Lee one will still live forever in infamy when he <laughs> threw him across the ring like Jazzy Jeff. Jazz. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that was great. Uh, uh, he, uh, yeah, no, they're they're good. I like those guys. Right. Uh, Matt Hardy though looks terrible. He really <laughs> needs to start stepping away. Like he looks like he's struggling just to move around. Hey, as long as those checks keep getting cashed, he's going to stick he's around. He's <laughs> He should he should play Oswald yeah, Cobblepot. Yeah. <laughs> Does he want to end up like like the Undertaker? Where like I know the Undertaker's a gimmick, but they have to literally reanimate his half-dead corpse to get him yeah. in the ring every time yeah. they need a payoff. Does, but yeah, I know it's I just walk better hard. than Matt Hardy. We've been saying yeah. we've been saying this about Matt Hardy on this show for like 3 years now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Transition. Hey, well, you know, I, I was going to do shits or hits, but we kind of already touched on all the things I was going to touch on, more or less. Uh, stupid leather pants that were falling down while people were wrestling. It's a horrible, horrible wardrobe decision. I don't know what the Jericho Appreciation Society was thinking about that one. I think uh, heat is what they were thinking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, much. that reaction you know, is what I think they were Sammy thinking. Sammy looking into the microphone, t or the camera, Ty, I love you. I was just like, I hate your guts so much. <laughs> like, I, it, it just, it's nauseating. Randy's and, so proud totally of you right now. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I mean, he's a heel. He knows what he's doing. He's, he loves that. The, the, the fact that I hate him just because of his face is a testament that he's a pretty good Sammy does something quite for a PS5, slappable right? face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and, and you know, Darby uh, talked about just God. What the hell? Uh, just, just please stop. Please don't stop trying to kill yourself on TV. Like, and uh, oh, we you know we haven't talked about we did we did touch on Swerve because he's a tremendous athlete, and I don't yeah. know why they're sticking him with this nonsense faction called Mogul Enterprises with Parker Boudreaux, who got the, the least pop I ever saw for anybody ever. In Except the for Cole Carter when he unveiled his thing. Yeah, I think that was, that was an even less of a pop. Oh, God. It, it's and just the like, baseball player. What's the other guy's name? I don't even know yet. What baseball player? That that joined uh, oh, Mogul. The, oh, you're talking about the guy with all the, like, who's the wearing face the... Face tats. Oh, 6'9", oh, like, yeah. white 6'9". Yeah. yeah. I don't know what's going on with that. Yeah. And far be it for me to, to criticize yeah, anybody's aesthetics. He used to be, like, an MLB player or something like that. Yeah, he was on the... 
triple A team for baseball. Yeah, well, I'm not going to criticize his aesthetic. I have blue hair. I'm not in a position to be critical, but yeah, but you don't. Yeah, yeah, but you don't look like six nines. Yeah, no, I definitely don't. But yeah, I don't understand what's going on there. That faction seems to have no rhyme or reason, but it's just like a thing, and I I don't know. It kind of. Yeah, I'll and give you, it a bit more time just because I like Swerve and I want to. I love like, Swerve. I want to. Yeah, like I, I have to think a lot of that is his idea, his brainchild kind of thing, and like maybe sold Tony on the whole idea that those two guys is part of a faction for him. So I'm willing to give it a little bit of time, but yeah, so far it's been kind of uninspired. And is, is this like Hit Row AEW version? I guess it's. I guess it's his his version. His of version of Hit Row because was Skid Row. Skid Row. <laughs> Sorry. Twenty five to life, baby. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, yeah. Was that wrong to say? <laughs> Skid Row? Yeah. I don't know. I Skid thought it was Mark. funny. I thought it was... <laughs> no, no. It was, it was fine. Uh, Sebastian the... Bach will be in next week. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. I used to work with a dude who I think he must have told me 85 times in his life that he smoked a joint with Sebastian Bach. And I'm like, I know, bro. You keep telling me this like it's something impressive. But, yeah. <laughs> I'm Sebastian a... Bach, guys. I smoked a joint with Necro Butcher once. <laughs> Cool story. <laughs> I, I farted on the set of Blue Lagoon yeah, once. Yeah, I farted on the set of Blue Lagoon once. <laughs> uh, Double J, Jeff Jarrett. I dig that the, the kind of what he's doing here. I liked it. I, I like that they're bringing him in with this. And, and a lot of people, like, Jeff Jarrett's really easy to hate. Yeah, I always, am. always hated Jeff Jarrett instant heat with me but like i i love him as just like that traditional heel there's nobody in that crowd like even ironically cheering him right like, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that's what was great about it so yeah i actually thought that was a great idea a lot of people were like oh jeff jared i'm like nope this is great Yo, Keep when, doing that. when they beat quote unquote beat the acclaim for the tag titles too it was like oh my god they oh, did yeah. not just do that but what a dusty finish oh yeah, oh yeah right where aubrey comes back out restarts the match but they had me there for a second which and the, the crowd was irate and, and stunned that i will say though that finish that was the stupidest thing ever because how come that doesn't happen on every other match where somebody <laughs> cheats to win listen yeah. this is pro wrestling sometimes you just gotta throw oh, logic no, out that the was window, that, okay? that i almost forgot to bring up that one <laughs> Dumb. Eight are great. All ha, ha. Dumbness. M A double T H E W. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> but yeah, that was uh, pretty much. You know, we hit everything, and it's it's nice to be in the same room with y'all, kind of recording oh, yeah. this. Yeah, we've shit on everything and hit on everything. Let's. Yeah. That was that was a long but entertaining seg- entertaining segment, and I enjoyed that game, and I enjoyed this discussion. Yeah, the so game was you. was actually awesome. You should. Level of concern. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, Overdrive guys, for letting me steal that, even though you didn't let me, and I hope I don't get in trouble for stealing it. <laughs> the, even the, though I totally stole it I without totally talking. I'm giving you credit, though. I took it from you. I'm not going to pretend like I came up the with it. The gimmick, though, will be coming up with different things for the level of concern, like yeah. as opposed to the 12-pack or whatever. It's, it's I, I, li- be... I like the Johnny Depp and uh, Leaving Las Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. That's the next level from even Nick Cage and Leaving Las Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, I guess, this month in AWTF. Coming up next is Eric's face, and we're all here again, still too. So, oh yeah, yeah, we're still here. Coming coming up is YouTube Theater. This is YouTube Theater with Mr. Eric Reed. So, welcome this week to another episode of YouTube Theater, starring myself, Eric Reed. 
It is my segment. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, it's only because I don't know anything about AEW, but I love to watch YouTube. <laughs> but um, the main, I guess, the main part of YouTube this month that kind of had me, I guess, a little irate is the fact that Sammy's vlog is back. And <laughs> just irate. <laughs> yeah, I was pretty irate. Like, only open because... YouTube and see it back. Like, what the? <laughs> well, I was, I was only mad because he said he was taking a break. And then he came back three weeks later, and then the entire thing was just clips from his three weeks. Just say you're taking he, a break at he Christmas. Couldn't <laughs> he couldn't say, stay away. couldn't stay away. I know, but just say you're taking a Christmas break at this point. But, um, <laughs> yeah, a lot of it was pretty much like uh, the same stuff as it was before. It's it's It hasn't really changed at all. Uh, he did have a funny part, however, with uh, Cassidy, Garcia, Fuego, and Anna Jay in the stands. Yeah, it was like that. That was actually a pretty cool little bit where Garcia kept talking about Bad Bunny for some reason. Yeah, I don't know what the hell that was about. He was like, "Bad Bunny's like, I would die for Bad Bunny." Anything, I. It was very strange. <laughs> like, I don't know what the hell that was about. He's a big Bad Bunny fan. Yeah, I guess so. And uh, they had they had a uh, one of the unliftable dumbbells backstage. Oh, I did see that. Did you see that? Yeah, because it yeah. was on Twitter. It they was, were it was all trying popular. to lift it. Uh, who was it? Was it not Wardlow? It was. A couple guys actually Sean, it up. Sean Dean did it, and then and then Daniel Garcia tried. Daniel Jim Garcia Ross, tried. Ward, Wardlow almost had it. Satnam Singh. Satnam Singh. Yeah, Satnam yeah. Singh picked it up. Yeah, he God, picked it what up. A beast. But but I love the fact that Jr. comes backstage. He goes, "You'll never make a dime lifting that thing, son." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that was pretty much the entire like. It's like trying to lift Thor's hammer in the Marvel movies, and Captain yeah. America moves it just to nudge. Like, Ex oh, exactly. I knew it. <laughs> they also had um, clips from the JS invading uh pwg bola right. which was fantastic like that just seeing the it was like a, almost like a cutler cam yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, what yeah. i mean yeah. of them of them uh doing it and they, uh, they kind of had like a it looked like they were on like a tour bus or something it must it must have been like a yeah they were hiding in the bus back because nobody knew like they had kept yeah. them like such a surprise kind of like how jericho showed up at all in where he's like literally showed up like 10 minutes before his segment no one knew he was there like they kept it a total surprise right yeah so they they had like um they had like uh, i guess like little confessionals at the end or whatever where they were all kind of just taking turns talking to camera and they were just relishing in the heat because they got so much heat. Like just from just from those clips alone, you could tell that that crowd just hated them. Oh, As yeah. Randy said, his people. Because <laughs> they're sports entertainers in a pro wrestling environment. Right? Well, exactly, and uh, yeah, just just. Um, I think I think it was a clip of them just saying, "Don't come back, don't come back." He's like, "Are you saying?" Please come back, or he said, don't come back. It was so good. I was saying booerns. I was saying booerns. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But um, another another vlog I kind of wanted to touch on this month was uh, Ethan Page's uh, uh, toy vlog. So he had one where he was in uh, Napanee in Michigan, and he did um he did a AEW hobby box card pull, and he pulled a one of one JR auto plate. With or he had Ortiz with him. Her. That was unbelievable. I'm gonna be honest. I am so jealous of that pull. Sassafras. I've pulled four boxes and I have not pulled anything out of them <laughs> except what are you for talking about? you pulled some good cards. I pulled I pulled a Ray Phoenix auto, but but and I also pulled that self self numbered Santana auto. But if Santana doesn't come back and start wrestling soon, that card is worth nothing. <laughs> I, can tell, I can tell you right now. <laughs> Yeah, but that was a one on one JR self auto as well. That that's what I mean. That's what I mean, right? That's you're never gonna you're never gonna get a better JR card than that. <laughs> my one of one. My one of one. Oh, so autograph. <laughs> but let's just get into what we actually want to talk about, and that's BTE because 
let's be honest, this is all we talk about in this segment ever. <laughs> Absolutely. We have deep roots with BT. Well, we do have deep roots. We're not going to get into it. We get into it every month. And we always yeah. forget that we get into it. But, uh, yeah, yeah. but BT this month was obviously bittersweet only because of uh, Jay, Jay's passing. And uh, the last two episodes of the month were pretty much centered around um, – the top flight and young bucks match where they had it, where they had, uh, the heart J, um, and, uh, the bucks were so kind of out of it and broken up. They forgot to even wear their trios titles out to the ring. Yeah. It was, it was very emotional like that. Um, normally instead of their travel montage, they had like just a speech of them in the car and it was very emotional. Yeah. You could tell that, uh, this, uh, the death of Jay, uh, affected them. Oh yeah. Very much. They, they even talked about how like the Briscoes might be their ultimate, tag team rival that they had because mm-hmm. they had God does had have been dozens and dozens of matches against the Briscoes over the years, right? Yeah. Those two in ROH were going head to head all the time. And we sort of go on like with that, this is what I sort of wanted to talk about too when we were talking about Mark. When when Mark was there, they said the only one that kept that locker room together from being an emotional wreck was Mark. Right? And uh like everybody was crying, like the young bucks were upset. Everybody was really upset. But they said Mark was so positive. And uh, he's saying, don't worry, Jay's here. Like, don't worry, Jay's here. Like, to everybody. Like, yeah. he, wa- wow. he wasn't even this. So, related to that BTE, and I just wanted to put this in while we're speaking about him. Yeah. That's all. Caprice Coleman had a Twitter, like, live. I don't know if you guys seen this. I did not. And it was with him and Mark. And Mark was explaining this. And they were in an airport. So, I was like, how did you feel? This and that. And he goes, Jay's still here, right? And then they, and they talk about... AEW experience, so on and so forth. And it goes into the BTE that's similar to what was into it about the Young Bucks, but just everybody around him, how he was the rock. This is his brother, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, He was the rock for all these people that his brother if touched. If anybody should have had the excuse to be just that's an right. absolute mess, it would have been Mark, right? Yeah, That's right. So that's related to the BTE. That's what I just wanted to bring in. So look it up. Uh, Caprice Coleman's Twitter. Um, there's a live video there that he still has up to right now. Let's switch gears. Let's go back into the funny because <laughs> I think I think we've had a lot of serious moments oh, and when like, we're talking about yeah, it. Yeah. It's hard to transition into that. It, it, yeah, it, it is really, very hard. Yeah, but yeah. um one one kind of point I kinda of want to bring up for the month was uh the return of Dark Order and the recruitment uh segments. <laughs> I know it I know it's I know it's we're talking total one eighty here on this, but That's all right. well let's let's have a little bit of fun today, right? So uh Dark Dark Order um started off the month uh, recapping their year telling lies about what they actually ended up doing cutler cutler was pretty much lying to them saying or cutler was telling them that they were lying saying well none of that actually happened they kind of transitioned into uno becoming trying to or trying to learn how to be a recruitment specialist so that first that first episode that they had with that was so funny with him humping the speedball yeah and he's just like do you want to join the dark order <laughs> and didn't Uno kind of say to Silver and Reynolds that I recruited Pretty you guys? Dead. And like yeah. Silver was like, oh, Alex was like an Angels guy, and I was. Yeah. What did he say? I can't remember now. But they they didn't give Uno any credit for them. No, no, no. No, we're the specialists. We're, we're the, the, yeah, we're the not, You're not the recruitment specialist. <laughs> yeah. we're Honestly, specialist. I worry about the future of Dark Order a little bit, man, because it's like, where do they go from here? There's like almost no one left. How much juice is left in the Hangman story? We can even say because a little bit of touch on that too is. Hangman recently just told them that, like, I don't really need your guys' help anymore. Like, I don't want to subject you to the Blackpool Combat Club and John Moxley. Yeah. And to me, it, it points again back to a reunion with the Elite, 
or maybe you do elite against Blackpool Combat Club down the road. But it seems like Dark Order, like, I don't know how much more road is left on that story with them. Unless somebody's coming in. There might be somebody big that's coming in that's going to blow, like... Well, over. see, here's the thing. They had a chance with Budge, with Budge coming back. <laughs> and all he asked and was Uno that... Uno blew it. And all he asked is you don't call him Budge. And, of course, Uno has to blow it. Hey, hey Budge. Budge. <laughs> hey, Budge, how's it going? And, um... What a piece of shit, honestly. <laughs> what a piece of shit, Uno. But um, I don't, I don't know the. I like, I like the idea of bringing the recruitment specialist angle back, because because those were some some of like the best like the best episodes, yeah. like with them trying to recruit Sting and it was like Luther and Serpentico, <laughs> yeah. like you know what I mean. And uh, not to mention this month on BTE that uh, Luther has been making a bit of a comeback. He's been on a bunch of episodes of yeah. BT, and I don't know what's going on if he's just yeah. on Dark or Dark Elevation a lot more. I guess that's why he's around. Yeah, he's, he's but um, buddy, that's why he's still around. I guess. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. But he had a, I think it was PPA and Leva had a bit where they were like training to have a kid, and Luther was the kid. Why did PPA cut his hair? Yeah, I think he looks better. No way. <laughs> Where's the flow? Where's the flow, bro? <laughs> no, but that, that that was actually a pretty good segment. I actually didn't mind that. Just with um, I I just something about Luther's voice. Like when he gets going, it's just too funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Come on. <laughs> you know what I mean? like, he's I'll almost like he's almost the Fred Durst of the. <laughs> some would say. <laughs> Yo, speaking of Budge too, like we didn't talk about the return of Adam Cole. Mm-hmm. And what a mega baby face he came back as. What yeah. a killer promo coming back. And uh, he was really missed. And I think they get a real reset and a fresh start. Though Bobby Fish is gone. O'Reilly's like out for a long time. The whole undisputed elite era versus elite thing. like that. We never got like that storyline finished or whatever. But they get a bit of a fresh start. And I think an MJF Adam Cole program could really do big things as well too after just revolution right? i think that's probably the next thing after revolution so sorry sorry to uh, cut you off there a bit eric but it just when you mentioned budge and adam cole it's like <laughs> fuck we didn't mention adam cole so i just <laughs> wanted to mention that earlier. sorry no, no no worries i i i agree i mean like um it kind of got glossed over this month unfortunately with everything that happened uh I, I think i think adam cole him coming back and cutting that promo where he's like you know, I did get some news that I'm on putting everybody on yeah. notice. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It was just, just a, just a fantastic Call an way. ambulance, but not for me. Not for me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I, I have a feeling, uh, we're just seeing the beginning of this Adam, new Adam Cole. So yeah, it's nice to see he's even wrestling again. Cause apparently like everything he went through is very serious. Like couldn't ride in a car without throwing up and crying for no reason all the time. And he's shared some of the, his like CTE or uh, concussion symptoms and stuff. It sounded really scary. So, Glad to see Adam Cole back. Yeah, exactly. Not to mention, I know we have to touch on it. I know Randy's going to get pissed off, but we have to touch on Nemeth because what is BT without Nemeth? Uh, to be, what's up? Better? No. Oh, oh. Questionable. <laughs> but uh, this this month, Nemeth didn't really have a lot. Double um, H. He, he, had, he had like one bit with the Bollywood boys where he uh, they were trying to recruit him for Bollywood. I don't know what that was about. It was it was it was a real the Hollywood commercial. No, yeah. that, that you know what? This was probably his best month. Are you sure about <laughs> Almost. that? Almost. Are you sure about that? The walking it... thing, the Bollywood boys. Actually, I forgot about the Bollywood you boys. Walk so you... weird. Yeah, oh, yeah. are you talking about the snowboarding skills? <laughs> Why you walk like that? <laughs> yeah. I know it's a running joke. 
they had I just watched him he did like an interview on Dark and Lexi Nair or whatever like he posted he's just like they're just letting me run wild now because oh yeah they don't care he's just like absolutely out to lunch out yeah. there he's like wearing a sash that says hunk yeah like he's Miss Universe or something he's double H now oh. the incorporation of the girlfriend right yeah all the time is oh, the, good. the girlfriend's hilarious I mean she is a she is an actor like she you know she knows how to really put it on but... I guess I, I find him funny like he He's slowly but surely just like kind of weaseled his way in, and like he's really yeah. just like carved himself out like a tiny little niche that's getting a little bit bigger, a little bit bigger. And I, it's not for everyone; not everything hits. But like I respect the hustle that he has. And I just an don't, original character. I too. just don't know if he's ever gonna top. What was that? That Christmas time with the boys or whatever. The oh, one with him and him and uh, at the Luchasaurus. No, no, with him and Luchasaurus and Milk, and they were like. It was supposed to be like a horror Christmas thing, and they like they're drinking cream or whatever, or eggnog or whatever. That's I think that's where he peaked. We're at the movie at the movie theater with milk too. With that was pretty milk. good too. Yeah. Ryan Doctors prescribed me this. Okay. <laughs> yeah, drinking and milk out of a pill bottle. Doctors. You all right there, Bobby? Fucking <laughs> started making noise. <laughs> Goddamn phones make noise now. Oh, nope. man. Actually, what do you think about YouTube theater? You haven't been here for a YouTube theater segment no, before. No, I haven't. This is, and I don't really watch BTE, so I'm just kind of just soaking it in. Yeah. <laughs> just soaking it. Yeah. To be to be honest, poor Budge, um, poor Budge, <laughs> poor Budge. All he wanted was to not be called Budge. To be to be honest, though, mo- most of the most of the month was kind of you know very heavy on the Cutler Cam footage. There was there was quite a few shorter episodes this month. It was a very uh, yeah. strange one. I mean, they had. Uh, like obviously Johnny Elite came back. They had him for like an episode where he was getting recruited by the Dark Order. The Dark Order's been kind of making their comeback, doing you know the comic relief shit that they were doing before. Uh, to be honest, it it was pretty uneventful. It was kind it, of like on like par for a normal month. When BTO really. was at his peak, so much of like the actual storyline for what was happening with the guys on the Elite, yeah, and uh, like say Dark Order and stuff like. BTE was like must watch if you wanted to know what was going on, all the details of these stories and stuff. Right now, it really hasn't been that integral to the television angles yeah. and storylines. It hasn't been as connected. And like to do BTE every single week, 52 weeks a year, and try to have it be must watch is a really tough job. And everything that's happened mm-hmm. to with Jay Briscoe recently kind of threw a monkey wrench into that, I'm sure. And, like, BT was gone during the Bucks hiatus after Brawlout, too, right? Yeah. So, like, they coming back to it now. It's like they, they're they keeping it going. Like, Cutler is still the one, I guess, putting it all together every week. But it's kind of lost a little bit of its luster. But I still give them credit for keeping it alive. Because it would be really easy, I think, for them at this point to just say, we're done doing well, this. They don't... Sorry, go oh, right. The, they don't even do the, the shoe shopping anymore. They don't even do the shoes they don't highlight uh it's only their their journey like their transportation like yeah, you see more you see yeah. more plane cam than you ever have on it's, it's more of what these burgers yeah. it's there. it's more of a formula now i find it's like it's like you have your travel montage then it goes into this yeah. then there's you know a nemeth bit then there's a matt hardy bit and then it goes right into cutler cam footage and that's what rounds it I, yeah. I think nick edits it all i could be mistaken it was nick originally it was, but yeah. they handed over to cutler okay yeah. and i'm i'm just yeah. still bitter because when uh pre aew actually taken off uh, SEU was over at uh, the Don Kolov in Mississauga, yep. 
and we were there early, so we were chatting with them. There was a whole crew of us chatting with all of SCU, and we were talking about cigars. They, they talked to us for like 15 minutes. They're all super nice guys. And Cutler was there, and he was filming a whole bunch of it. And so we're like, oh, man, you're going to use that footage of us on BT? He's like, oh, Nick makes the phone call. But, yeah, it was good footage. We'll probably end up using it. Yeah, they didn't end up using it, so I'm still bitter. You guys, fuck you. Well, it's like they probably have like a couple hours of footage. They got to cut down to like 20 minutes, 15, 20 minutes. Still bitter. I don't care. I'd be bitter, too. I want to be on BT. Right? Exactly. Is that with the, is that with it with the BT? Because I got some good pods that we could listen oh, to. Oh, do you have good pods? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. No, I I literally like I this month I kind of focused on BT Ethan Page and uh, Sammy's vlog. I did watch Isaiah Cassidy's vlog. Uh, it was yeah. Well, just because just uh, because I got so invested in Isaiah Cassidy after that moan, but <laughs> but um, oh, honestly, like there's it's it's okay. You know what I mean? I think it's still finding its footing. I don't think it's. I don't think it's really there yet. I think. I think with a little bit of time and effort into it, that could be. He he got one of those kids toys that like records sound and plays it back. Oh, that's at, right. Yeah. Like Toys R Us or Walmart, and he yeah. like did the moan did into the, the kids' uh, toy. Yeah. yeah, and then like some lady was shopping beside him was like watching him like play it back with the kids' toy. She's like, uh-huh. <laughs> he's like, oh shit, oh shit, she's watching me. Yeah. <laughs> But all in all, like all the vlogs, like even Ethan Pages, like BT, they they have lacked in story. Like uh, Sammy, even like mm-hmm. I used to watch Sammy's vlog all the time too. But they have lacked it's in a lot of story. Fluff. Yeah, a lot of it, fluff it's right lacked in story. But podcast wise, oral sessions with Samoa Joe. It's just called the sessions. Just the sessions. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Sessions <laughs> with Samoa Joe. Definitely go listen. To I listen it. to it that was too. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely good. And you, Will Osprey. Will Osprey was good as well. He's yeah. a big fan of the C word. We'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> he's from Australia. What do you he's, want he's from like to Manchester. do? It's like saying, "Wow, that Samoan guy is heavy." Like well, he's, he's not heavy. He's got his, he's a Samoan. What do you want the guy to do? <laughs> and then, I, I'm not criticizing. I'm just saying, yeah. just like go have. Yeah, a but listen. that's like that's like a common word over and here. And that's yeah. what he explains. Oh, that's, yeah. That yeah. is what he kind of explains. And then, then she also had uh, Action Andretti on. This month mm. as well, uh, so that, I didn't listen to that one to be honest with you. But, <laughs> I didn't I know listen to that one, on. but you know. <laughs> but yes, I'm glad, uh, Eric, that you're getting into Ethan Page's vlog. It is very good. It's entertaining. He had a video of his toy room. I saw it come out. Yeah, because everyone has been requesting that for a long time. So we got to and see. And he all had a toy hunt with his daughter as well this month. So that was that was pretty good as well. I find that's like most of my content now. Now that I just started collecting way more <laughs> this is this is my problem if anybody if anybody pulls cards i'm probably watching that video <laughs> i'm obsessed <laughs> tht baby yeah. um, one, one last podcast going back to uh level of concern dax harwood has got an episode yeah. dropping wednesday about the ftr versus young bucks one that is apparently quite spicy based on like kind of the advertising for the show so i i i'm interested in dax's podcast because there's not many that talk about current stuff or relatively current stuff usually it's a lot of nostalgia stuff like the pritchard shows and all that right looking back on it tony shivani stuff so like dax being out here talking about stuff that's happened recently and currently is interesting to me and that's why i kind of threw it out as is he going to get heat the locker room and stuff right because he's talking about things that are pretty relevant right now so that would be one i'm uh, looking forward to listening to so guess what we're going to be talking about next month Eddie, Eddie Kingston on Mark Barron's show apparently burying MJF and ripping into tons of people too. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> okay. If you, if on check, show? 
Mark Barron. Oh, what WTF or whatever? Yeah. 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 So Eddie Kingston was on the, on Twitter today saying he thinks MJF's a big piece of you know what, and he shouldn't be champion. And and uh, Dax responded to Eddie Kingston saying, "Well, you're not going to be a fan of what I have to say on my show tomorrow, then." Oh. So right, yeah. So. <laughs> so got him. Got yeah. <laughs> but that, I think I think that about wraps it up for YouTube theater this week. It, it was kind of one of those months, man. It, it felt like fairly stagnant in terms of YouTube. Like I said, a lot, little bit, little bit more going on in the video podcast world. So that's that's always interesting. Uh, I mean, millions a month that they put out, right? Like whether it's AEW related or not. But uh, just just to check out a few, check out the ones we mentioned there. Uh, Randy, I know you don't have an interview this month, but. Uh, I believe we made a bet last month. What, bet? what are we talking about? <laughs> about who would win the trios championship. Yeah, didn't I win? No, I didn't. <laughs> no, I didn't win. <laughs> so let's remind the audience yeah. what the bet was. Just, just a little refresher. Our our bet last month was that uh, me and Matt both bet Randy that the elite would win game seven. Game seven, and he had bet that Death Triangle would win. On the stipulation that CM Punk would come, <laughs> <laughs> that was part of it. And CM Punk is going to come back and, and, and cost the elite the I championship. I wish that had happened too. Trust me, but it didn't happen that way, as we all know. Um, How many edibles did you take <laughs> when you, before you made that? My bet? story made sense. <laughs> it didn't make sense. I almost had them believe it. Oh yeah, yeah I can st- tell. Yeah. That's why they both took the opposite bet. <laughs> no, they heard this before. But oh, let's go on with this bet. But the the original bet was that if me and Matt had lost, we were to cut a promo. I'd be Tay Conti, and Eric would be Sammy Guevara. Which embarrassing? I I get it. It was it was high stakes. But Randy would have to cut a promo as Daniel Garcia, no. hyping up Sammy Guevara as the best trainer and teacher that anyone could ever have. Yes. And I do this promo, not as Daniel Garcia, but you know we're going where we're going with this. So, yes, my promo is coming up next. Don't worry, guys. Next month, it will be an interview. They actually have a couple in line. So, please enjoy this because I did not enjoy making it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. We're going to enjoy promo. this very much. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> You're a good sport, Randy. I know I am. Yeah. The Jericho Appreciation Society. For over five weeks, the recognized symbol of excellence of sports entertainers. Um, yeah, um, um, I'm not Daniel Garcia. And I, 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 I am the best wrestler in all the world. But also, I am a sports entertainer. Bad Bunny hit me up. And, and I, I choked up Brian Danielson. I choked him out. And I'm the best wrestler in a great match. And, and, and I just recently lost lost the match. And, and I also um, lost the match. And I also lost the bet with uh, Eric Reed and Matt Roberts of Dark Side of the Elite. So I'm doing this promo, and and now Sammy G has to be um, my my mentor and teach me what to do. Sammy, where are you? This is Sammy to the top. So yeah, thanks, Sammy. I see you with Tay. Um, you, you guys are there. You guys are supposed to be teaching me and mentoring me um, on how to become a better sports entertainer. 
So what are you guys doing? We're getting married. That, that's good to get married. That's good. That's good. Uh, get married is nice. Um, and and get married is really really good. And and I, I, I learning to get married. And I guess that's uh, in the entertainment you have to learn how to get married and everything, and make sure. Um, the relationship is perfect, so you become a better wrestler and a better entertainer, right? So a better entertainer, and 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 learn. So you're gonna have to tell me exactly on 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 what to do. And and when I was wrestling in Buffalo, like I was a great wrestler. I wrestled all over the Ontario Indies. I wrestled I wrestled a whole bunch of different places, and I did very well. Like I'm again the best wrestler. So being the best entertainer would just put me at the top. And and Chris says you're the one that's gonna do it. So, um, help Bro, me Oh, this fucking story is so goddamn long. Well, I'm sorry, it takes so long. I just want you to learn uh, what to be out of being a Oh, you're, you're, you're kissing. So, to be a, be a better entertainer, I should be kissing. That you take if yeah, yeah, still kissing. So, yeah, again, like, um, is there anything else? You're still kissing. So, to, to, to be a better entertainer, I should be kissing all the time. And, and not worry so much about wrestling because kissing kids to use. Kids to use. Okay, I did that. Okay. Alright, alright, alright. Um, Anybody got a mouth? I can shove my tongue down. Won't be a better entertainer. And, and remember, this isn't, this isn't Daniel Garcia. So wrapping up for the week, let's say our goodbyes here and we'll, we'll end with Randy's promo. I uh, just want to thank everyone for listening. Uh, follow me on Twitter at mroberts85. Always a blast talking and wrestling with you guys. Bobby, thanks for joining us here at the AWTF roundtable here in Eric's living room. Hell yeah, thanks for having me. Got your socials? Oh yeah, yeah you can you can uh, hit me up on Instagram at the real Uncle Bobby B. And I don't use Twitter because it's a cesspool. It's a rat hole. <laughs> yeah, it's I'm... my newspaper. <laughs> it's my newspaper. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, if you want, you can follow me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash erke90, where I will be playing a game that hasn't been popular in 25 years or 20 years, 15 years, doesn't matter. It's not popular. Um, also, you can check out my new show on the SNME Radio Network coming out tomorrow. Uh, looking back on it, where I discuss records from the 90s, 2000s, 2010s, all the way to the day, maybe even earlier than that. We'll see. We're going to have... Uh, Probably everybody at this table on at one point or another, but uh, for except now... Except for me, he said. Except for me. Well, I'll okay. have you on. I'm just... You're not going to get to choose the album. <laughs> but uh, my first episode you is got, with Matt here. You got to do a Fozzie album review with Randy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only Fozzie all day. Uh, my, fir my first episode, though, is with uh, Matt here and uh, Cole Hardy, the unofficial fifth member of Dark Side of the Elite. <laughs> shout but, out, Cole. Shout out, Cole. And uh, yeah... Check it out. And uh, Randy, you have anybody or anything you'd like to thank? Yeah, this is going to be long winded. I'm going to try to do it real quick. <gasps> you thank you to everybody listening. Thank you. Um, this is SNME Radio Free Week. Uh, thank you, SNME Radio, for having us on for this long. Uh, we've been, this is a long, long journey. And a lot of new news came out uh, within the last month within the network. And we have grown. So, again, this is SNME Free Week. If you guys want, go to patreon.com forward slash SNME. 
SNME Radio and sign up. It's only just a little over a dollar a week, and you can listen to all these podcasts. Whole bunch of new ones starting, funny ones, music ones, pop culture. We have a regular wrestling. We have an added wrestling show, even a kids show with Stephen Spice. So a lot of new shows out there. Again, that's patreon.com forward slash SNME Radio. As well as I want to thank you guys. Matt didn't say it this week. But I want to thank you guys. No one does say it. My bad. That's why I usually let you start this yeah. off. <laughs> so thank you guys for joining us today. I had a lot of fun today. It was perfect. Um, I want to give a special uh, get well soon to my friend Aiden Prince. Yes. Get well soon, buddy. We're all thinking of you. I know you have surgery in two days, so we're thinking of you. Get well soon. But yeah, so no, that, again, I guess was our show today. And thanks, everybody, again. I think we're going to change the ending this month. Oh, yeah? What yeah. are we going to do? I, I, we'll, we'll have uh, Matt start it, but I'm, if I could finish it this month with our, our little motto or slogan. So until next until- month, people. <laughs> Dude, I was having a total brain fart. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm on the spot, and I can't remember it. Until next month. Throw the pause up. Join us. Do you want to come and join us? Reach for the sky, boys. Reach <laughs> for